The News at Noon is brought to you by Owensboro Health Wound Center. Your tri-state weather, a wind advisory is in effect until 3 a.m. tomorrow morning. Mostly cloudy and windy today with a high of 76. The record high is 77, set in 1996. Windy with showers and thunderstorms mainly late tonight with a low of 36. Windy and scattered showers and storms ending early tomorrow morning, then clearing skies during the afternoon with a high of 42. Temperatures falling into the mid-30s during the afternoon. Right now, 70 degrees at 104 FM WIKY. There's a new face and a new position on Evansville Mayor Stephanie Terry's team. Upon taking office last month, Mayor Terry asked the city council to create an in-house attorney for the city, abolishing the old practice of hiring a law firm to represent the city. The mayor's office announced today that Sarah Dower has been hired as corporation counsel. An Evansville native, Dower has served on community and civic boards, including the YMCA, Leadership Evansville, and the Board of Park Commissioners. President Biden set to meet with congressional leaders as they face a Friday deadline to pass a spending bill to avoid a government shutdown. Here's ABC News senior congressional correspondent Rachel Scott from Capitol Hill. The new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, will be absolutely critical during these negotiations. He is facing growing pressure from the right of his party to use this as an opportunity to pass conservative policy wins on immigration and abortion. And while much of the focus in that room today is expected to be on how to avert this government shutdown, we are told that the president will also likely make another case to provide additional aid to both Israel and Ukraine. The Senate has already passed the bill to do that. It has gone nowhere in the House. The dry, windy conditions could be fuel for more brush fires. The Bluegrass Fish and Wildlife Area had widespread damage after the big fire last Friday. That incident was just one of many fires that got out of control last week and into this week. Fire officials in Boonville are asking the public not to burn outdoors until the area gets a good soaking of rain. Small burns, such as campfires, can catch and spread very quickly. Boonville Fire Chief Stephen Byers estimates over 90% of the fires they've responded to over the past week were started by people burning things. Firefighters battled a large-scale blaze in Owensville on Monday afternoon. According to Gibson County Sheriff Bruce Vanoven, the fire spread to near 8976 South 1125 West and fully engulfed a shed and a structure as well as two cars, trees, and a field. Owensville, Hobstock, Fort Branch, and Posey County firefighters responded to that scene. More than half a century after Americans set foot on the moon, we're having a terrible time trying to get back to the lunar surface. ABC's Jim Ryan says the latest attempt has ended with only modest success. The Odysseus lunar lander did make it to the desolate south pole of the moon, but says Steve Altimus of the company that built it during touchdown. We might have fractured that landing gear and tipped over gently. Odysseus was meant to send back data for more than a week, but is now expected to wind down today, five days early. NASA hopes to put people back on the moon in the next few years. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Kentucky authorities are looking for an inmate who escaped on Monday. 43-year-old James Jackson of Albany, Kentucky, reportedly walked away from the Bluegrass Career and Development Center. He was noticed missing just before noon. He was serving a sentence for trafficking in meth and possession of a gun by a felon. Jackson is 5'11", 181 pounds, brown hair and blue eyes. 
Last seen wearing a gray hat, brown shirt, jeans, and work boots. An Evansville man jailed in connection with an investigation involving a 3D-printed ghost gun now faces federal charges. 39-year-old Markwell Payne was arrested in late January after authorities seized a 3D printer, several machine gun conversion devices, a ghost gun, and ammunition. Payne had already been convicted for escape and carrying an unlicensed gun. The latest arrest accuses him of possession of a handgun by a convicted felon and possession of a machine gun. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp blaming the White House over its border policy for the death in his state of Lake and Hope Riley, a 22-year-old nursing student. ABC News correspondent Steve Osansami is in Athens, Georgia. Police say that her alleged killer is 26-year-old Jose Antonio Ibarra. He's from Venezuela and, according to federal officials, was let go after he was arrested for unlawfully entering the country near El Paso, Texas, a year and a half ago. Georgia's governor is demanding answers from President Biden and his immigration authorities. Lakin's death is a direct result of failed policies on the federal level. Authorities believe Ibarra illegally entered the U.S. in 2022 and has several run-ins with law enforcement since then, but was paroled or released before customs enforcement agents could step in. Henderson police arrested two juveniles for burglary. On February 22nd, police arrived at TNT Vapes on Barrett Boulevard after an alarm went off. On arrival, they saw that a vehicle had been driven through the business and abandoned. They later learned that the vehicle was stolen earlier in that evening from Henderson Chevrolet. Video surveillance showed two people enter and steal some items. They left the scene in a different stolen vehicle. The two juveniles were arrested on Thursday, February the 24th. The American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals is urging Governor Holcomb to veto House Bill 1412 if approved. That bill would strip Indiana's cities of their authority to prevent the sale of puppies to retail pet stores. According to the ASPCA, most puppies sold in pet stores come from inhumane commercial dog breeding facilities where profits come before the dog's welfare. If the governor signs the puppy mill bill into law, it will go into effect on July the 1st. Fast food customers might want to put their hunger on hold. That's because the time of day could dictate how much you pay for that combo meal. ABC's Andrea Fujii tells us what some chains have in store. Wendy's will soon test a plan to fluctuate its menu prices based on the time of day, the location, and demand. Similar to the surge pricing used by ride-sharing companies raising fares during bad weather or rush hour. Wendy's Baconator. That Baconator sandwich could cost a dollar more during your lunch hour. You're listening to the News at Noon on 104 FM WIKY. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. The Dow has slipped further from yesterday's close, giving up 150 points going into the midday. The Nasdaq Composite, on the other hand, was up 0.13 percent. The S&P 500 this morning was about even. If the Macy's in your city isn't doing well, chances are good it'll eventually be closed. The new CEO has announced a plan to shutter 150 underperforming Macy's stores, or about 30 percent of the total, over the next three years. Tony Spring cringes at the term downsizing, preferring to call the move resizing the portfolio. The proposed merger of two grocery store giants, Kroger and Albertsons, has hit a federal roadblock. The FTC has filed a lawsuit to stop the deal, arguing that it would cut competition and lead to higher prices. 
Gamers who were hoping for the next generation of the Nintendo Switch may have to wait for more than a year. Nikkei now says it could roll out in March of 2025, despite hopes that it would arrive in time for the holidays this year. Jim Ryan, ABC News.